Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Welcome back to the Welcome to Asgard podcast, episode 362, where today we're going to call out Disney for continuing to, or in this case, once again, deciding to use the death of a individual and a death the death of a of a human person of a human being and to use it to their own devices to use it to their own betterment and turns out hey a lot of people aren't quite happy about them using the death of a one Chadwick Boseman for doing this so we'll talk about that tonight and let's just be honest it's pretty despicable and it really isn't all that surprising seeing the lengths that they have gone to already in the past to bring actors back from the dead, which, in all honesty, is one of the most egregious violations of the dignity of the human person that I personally believe you can actually commit on someone who is no longer with us, who's no longer walking this good earth. We'll talk about that. We'll also talk about how uh, my son, baby Thor... He is, as it says in the title of the video, uh, he is obsessed. He is obsessed with Star Wars. And it's, it's something that I am both happy with. It's adorable. It's cute. But it's, it's getting to the point where there, there are starting to become some problems. And I have a, a nice, fun, <laughs> fun photo to show of how bad it's gotten, of how, of how bad his obsession with Star Wars has gotten up to this point. But before going any further, though, please make sure you smash that like button, light up that fire button if you're watching over on Odyssey. Thank you again for everybody putting up with the recent technical issues, which we had our Good Morning Asgard podcast stream this morning, which was a lot of fun. Was able to give my thoughts on the full, my full thoughts on the terminal list, having uh, officially finished the entire series, so we were able to talk about that. We talked a little bit about the Phase Five, uh, the Phase Five uh, blunder, the Phase Five uh, atrocity that is going to be Phase Five, I should say, going up and through Phase Six as well. So we'll talk a little bit about that also, and let's go ahead and jump into the chats. And uh, as I mentioned, I was able to fix some of the issues that were going on. There should not be any disconnect between my voice and the uh, image. So everything should be syncing up quite nicely. The audio and video should be coming through pretty well. Uh, I had no person this morning. No person this morning had any issues out of the ordinary. I know that there are definitely going to still be some people out there that are going to have some issues when it comes to things like buffering. But as I've talked about previously, that has more to do with internet connections, typically on one's home internet or because of one's computer, etc. So uh, if this, basically, if it's something where it's never been a problem before, that's the kind of stuff I would love for you to be able to tag me and let me know about. But everything should be coming in pretty 
pretty well. So let's say hello to some people. I do have to have a new way of uh, being able to put the comments on screen. It makes things a bit easier for me because the way that this is set up means that I can see exactly who is a member, who is not a member. I don't have to remember and memorize those people. So we shouldn't have any membership issues or skipping members tonight based off of the setup that we have. The reason why I have not used this one in the past is because it just doesn't look nearly as crisp and as clean as when I use Restream Studio. And Restream Studio allows for anyone who is chatting on DLive to be brought into the discussion, which in this case uh, is not able to happen uh, just because of the very nature of this. It's basically a browser plugin that turns a YouTube chat into what you're going to see on screen. And if you've been on the channel and been with the channel for a long time, you'll probably remember, you'll probably remember what this looked like in the past. But anyway, let's go ahead and say hello to some people. We got Gary Banjo Sandwich Worthington tagged to say, miss the day stream, had work and still up 12 midnight for this because you're worth it. Well, Gary Banjo Sandwich Worthington, thank you very much for those very kind words. Glad to hear that I am worth it in your eyes. But do try and get some sleep when you can. We got Tina B, Empress of the Universe. Hail to you, Tina B. Still having some issues, apparently, with notifications, which, yeah, I'm not all that surprised at this point that Disney, and rather than Disney, that YouTube, eh, they're all the same anyway, is still causing a lot of problems when people are simply wanting to get notified when a stream is going live. And turns out that just because you click on a certain button, just because you're subscribed to the channel or have the bell notification turned on, that doesn't mean necessarily that you're going to be able to get that notification that a stream has even been created. I will say and give some benefit of the doubt because there are times and there are days more often than not that I don't create the actual event link until about 20 minutes or so prior to the stream. So it could also be that their system does not allow for notifications to go out when you create one like that would be my one guess but still not a good thing nonetheless but as tina does mention here yes if you have a comment or question just put at odin at the very beginning of your comment at odin unless you are a member in which case you can just comment though i do ask that if you're talking to somebody else that you tag that person at the very beginning so that way i know that you're trying to get their attention but luckily because of this system as i'm currently using it it makes being able to tell who is a member and who is not much easier because essentially it's the regular YouTube live chat. It's just now when I click on it, it will pop up just like you see down here. All right. Let us see. The chat jumped on me like it does in this chat especially. But hey, at least no comments are getting skipped. Orange Review says, Your son will grow to be a powerful Star Wars fan. Uh, it definitely seems that way. His uh, his obsession has has reached new limits and and new uh, new bounds, never before seen. I'm sure that many people who are who have raised their children on Star Wars have seen some of the things that I have seen up to this point. This this one image though that I I'm gonna I'm gonna show in just a few minutes um, after a few more people jump in though I think kind of really captures really captures the uh, obsessive nature the obs- the obsessive nature of baby Thor when it comes to his love of Star Wars. <laughs> All right, we see we got Forever Sci-Fi in the chat. Hail to you, good sir. Gmonkey76 in the chat. Keely Chow in the chat as well. Hail to you. We got just another red shirt hanging out. He is a member on the channel. Thanks for being here. Fear of FEMA tag and said hello, hello to you. Alice McCarthy says, how do you and how's it going since this morning? Marvel Phase 5 will nosedive. Yes, indeed. 
I honestly do believe that is the case. I think that Wakanda Forever, which we will, of course, talk about today as well, will be one of the last films for them to have an over-average, above-average performance in the domestic marketplace. But I will say, based off of the reaction that their recent moves, in conjunction with the release of the trailer, which includes using the Twitter account of a dead man. That's right. You heard that correctly. They used the Twitter account of a dead man to promote a movie of which, or rather specifically in this case, a movie trailer. And in this movie trailer, there happens to be a mural on a wall at one point of Chadwick Boseman's Black Panther, or I guess you could say uh, Chadwick Boseman's T'Challa. Now, I don't think I have to, especially with my amazing audience. I don't think I have to really go into the details about why that is just so egregious and not just offensive in a general sense, but basically offensive to pious ears is the way that sometimes it's referred to in, in, in the church at the very least when someone says something and let's say that it's a priest or a bishop or something like that and they say something that leads others astray. When you have something like that, where it's such a blatant use of the death of a human being, all to try to sell a few extra tickets, to make a few extra bucks, it's disgusting. And that, again, I think no matter what your own thoughts and opinions might be about Chadwick Boseman as an actor, I think that all of us can come together on him and at the very least say, hey, this dude was suffering. This dude was going through one of the hardest things one can go through. I forget exactly what kind of cancer he had, but he was going through it silently. He wasn't telling people about it left and right. He wasn't seeking pity. He was working. He wanted to work through it. He wanted to show that it was not going to define who he was. And I got to give kudos to that. I got to give kudos to someone who is going to show what true strength looks like, regardless of what opinions or thoughts or movies that he may have been attached to in the past. But to have then someone like Chadwick Boseman, to have his death being exploited by Disney, and Disney, of course, has been notorious for doing things like this, all to make a few extra quick bucks. It is reprehensible. It is disgusting. And I'm glad to hear that apparently a lot of people online agree. A lot of people within the fandom itself within nerd culture itself, seem to agree that it is not something that seemed to have been done with the uh, greatest taste. It was not done tastefully. Tina B is reminding everybody as well, it's Tuesday, so 70B will be here as soon as she can as she's working. That schedule change from months back has just effed up her life. Very sorry to hear that, as always. But again, Stephanie B, we're with you. We are with you. Be safe. Let's see. Paul Rolo, what's going on, Paul? Thanks for being here. Scott McKenzie, who is a member, hail to you. Thank you very much for being in the chat, as always. Tina B., this is your stream, I feel, especially this this very early topic. Absolutely, I think this is your stream, as she says right there. I'm always calling out Disney, but hey, they're a company that deserves to be called out. They're a company that easily warrants being called out for a wide variety of reasons. One of which, of course, is the most recent use of, again, the social media profile of a dead man, a man who has not been dead very long. What has it been, about a year or two? 
this this whole pandemic time frame has definitely screwed up our ability to keep track of things. And so it could even be more than that. But it hasn't been that long in the grand scheme of things. And so to have the mural of him in the film, that was something that I expected. I do expect them to have some type of tribute to him. And that is something that I understand because they did the same thing with Paul Walker in the Fast and Furious franchise, even though I think they handled it in a very awkward way. But I was expecting that. And if they have at least if they were at least able to do it tastefully, you know, it, it could be one of those things where it's like, uh, you know, I don't really like what you're doing here, but hey, at least you're doing it tastefully. But instead, what they decided to do was not just to have that in a trailer, but then to promote said trailer using the account of a dead man. Disney using the account of a man who has since been deceased to promote a movie. To try to make money. That's disgusting. It is truly disgusting. And that's the first story that we are going to dive into for today. So this article coming to us from our friends over at Bounding Into Comics. As it says here, Disney and Marvel face massive backlash for using the late Chadwick Boseman's Twitter account to promote Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Having apparently learned nothing from the overwhelmingly negative reaction to their recent licensing of Marvel icon Stan Lee's likeness for future CGI revivals. Yes, that's pretty disgusting in and of itself. Disney has come under fire from both fans and general audiences alike. I do find that to be interesting how they separate the two. I feel like there's been such a blending of those two things where the hardcore fans have been long gone. Now all you have left are the general audiences who, yes, we could say are fans of the big spectacle of Marvel. Sometimes they even fall into that category being what I like to refer to as a Marvel stan, meaning if it has Marvel attached to it, they're going to like it. But I digress. But both fans and general audiences alike have shown themselves to be uh, putting Disney under fire for using the late Chadwick Boseman's Twitter account to promote the first teaser for, teaser for the upcoming film, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Released on July 23rd as a part of the studio's San Diego Comic-Con 2022 festi- uh, festivities, the sequel's premiere preview provided audiences with their first proper look at M'Baku, Winston Duke, Ramonda, Angela Bassett, Shuri, Akoi, Nakia, Everett Ross, that's Martin Freeman, as well as newcomers Riri Williams, Dominic Thorne, and Namor, Tecna Huerta. Riri Williams. Ah, yes, Riri Williams. I didn't even recognize Riri Williams in that trailer the first time I watched it, but then again, I was just facepalming the whole time. So, yeah, it looks like we're getting ourselves set up for that Ironheart series with with, uh, Riri. And Namor, played by Tetnak. Huerta, as they deal with the personal and global fallout of T'Challa's as yet explained in canon passing. Yeah, that's the beginning of the other interesting thing. That is going to be the other interesting thing that they try to push forward is how are they going to explain in a tasteful way? And if this is already their starting point, it doesn't give me a lot of confidence that they're going to be able to tastefully take care of this, to tastefully have his character die in this universe. I don't see it happening. But what I do see, and what I think a lot of us are probably noticing pretty quickly from this casting announcement, and even from the trailer itself, it's very clear that the MCU is at full force. 
You get rid of Chadwick Boseman, his death, obviously tragic, but Chadwick's gone, and instead of maybe pushing things back further to be able to create the best story possible, what do you do? You use the death of Chadwick Boseman in a sick and disgusting play at trying to make a little bit of extra cash, and then in addition to that, you then decide to pretty much crap on that legacy by saying, oh, let's now use this as an opportunity because Chadwick Boseman not being in the film leaves a uh, this 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 very large void. And what can we fill that void with? Could it be another strong male character? Could it be an interesting way of maybe bringing that character of Killmonger back somehow, some way? Getting Michael B. Jordan back? Turning him into a face, right? No. What are we going to do instead? No. Instead, it's going to be all about the ladies, all about the ladies, all about the ladies. Pushing agenda items, as they are known to do. Goes on. However, while the release of such a trailer would normally have sparked excitement amongst both the general movie-going audiences and diehard Marvel stands, oh my goodness, thank you, pounding into comics. This is why I love you. This is why I love you. Who wrote this one? Who wrote this one? Uh, Spencer. Uh, Spencer, you're a rock star, sir. Using, using the proper expression here of a Marvel stan, that is correct. Marvel stan, there it is, right there. Disney proceeded to deflate their own hype by sharing the teaser through Bozeman's official Twitter account, tweeting it out alongside the caption, Wakanda Forever. And I'm sure in their heads they're like, oh, what a beautiful tribute to Chadwick Bozeman having it come from his profile. Which, remember, it's, it's, it's a dead man. It's a, someone who has died's profile. A dead man's profile. Which should be used by only two... Should only be used in two circumstances. Either one should be used simply as a time capsule of the man himself. Or two, used by friends and family to promote different things that maybe he was a part of, maybe he was a part of a specific organization to fundraise, things like that. And then it's clearly in the memory of Chadwick Boseman, we want to share this link to an event of and connected to an organization that he worked with. Even then that one, I'm like, okay, yeah, I can see why one could do this and not too fond of it, but hey, you know what? At least they're doing it for a good reason. There's no good reason for this one. This is purely a, hey, we want to get a few extra eyes on this. Hey, millions of people are still following his account. So we might as well take advantage of that, right? We might as well take advantage of that and try to monetize his death. Disgusting. Goes on. Unsurprisingly, this use of a deceased man's image by both the company and Bozeman's family the latter of whom have reportedly taken over running the actor's account following his passing to market a major corporate product, sparked a wave of outrage amongst audiences, many of whom took the social media to express their personal disbelief at these decisions. So that's the other important dynamic to this is that it was not Disney specifically taking over the account and, and forcing this out there, but rather the family of Bozeman taking this, working in conjunction with Disney to promote a film that he is not going to be in for one, and two, clearly to try to build up pressure or to build up hype simply by using the account of a man no longer with us. Some of the responses included, maybe I'm crazy, but what if in death it's not the coolest to still make him promote the Marvel machine? Yes, at Jer Davidson. First Stan Lee, now Bozeman, wrote... 
Ansgar T. Odinson, referring to the aforementioned deal regarding the Marvel Architect's likeness. It's sick and ghoulish to use someone's digital corpse as a billboard for advertisements. Knock this crap off Disney. Could not agree more with that statement. Nino Applause likewise asserted using a dead actor's account to promote a movie as if it's some homage is so gross. It's also, I think, a moment where you find probably people from multiple sides of the political aisle here all coming together. Because you're having people that are traditionally speaking much more anti-corporation, much more anti-big business, coming together with people who are just anti-woke culture, anti-woke um, companies in general. And so in this case, Disney happening to be not only a giant corporation, but also a woke corporation as well, puts people on multiple sides of an issue together to say, yeah, this is disgusting for a lot of reasons. Someone else asked the question, is it okay to be using his account like this? Like, even if I got permission, says Maniac, why would this ever be a question you'd ask his family? Hollywood is cold. His face was in the trailer for two seconds. Agreed. And as you can see, there are a plethora of people. Love to be a multi-billion dollar company and use a dead man's Twitter account for free advertising. Yep. Ridiculous. And as you can see, lots of people, lots of people speaking up and out against this very egregious use of this man's image. But we all know from Disney, Disney does not really have any sense of honor, doesn't have any sense of honor at all. None. So can't say we're all that surprised by this, but it's still pretty ridiculous. Keely Chow tagged to say, I would give Disney the middle finger, but I'm holding back for you. Well, I appreciate that, Keely. Yeah, I mean, it's frustrating, it's angry, and this is just, this is just and righteous anger, but we always have to remember to make sure that that anger is being, one, properly, uh, properly directed, and two, that it does not lead to us doing what they're doing. We don't want to get to their level, right? They, by doing this, are in many ways dehumanizing the legacy of Chadwick Boseman by using his account in his absence from death. They are using that in that way. And so what they are doing is they are basically trampling on his grave to make a quick buck. They're dehumanizing him. They're dehumanizing his legacy. We don't want to fall into that same trap by dehumanizing them. Though there might be a good argument to do so, we, I think, should be and are called to be better. So to still call it out, to still call it out for what it is, to still be honest about what is actually going on here, but also at the same time, to try to not fall into doing the same exact thing Disney's doing, which is the dehumanization. Gus, what's going on, good sir? Thanks for being a member. Says, did you watch Obi-Wan? Did you like it? I did watch Obi-Wan, and I did not like it. It was not good. It retconned various parts of the story. It also featured some of the dumbest writing that I've seen in a Star Wars story, and that's saying quite a lot. From the little child outrunning somehow a bunch of professional bounty hunters, for one, 
to also having Ben Kenobi, Obi-Wan Kenobi, be bullied around, or not really bullied around, but be pushed around and upstaged by a little girl amidst several other things and problems, most especially all of the meetings that occurred between Obi-Wan and Vader, which caused a lot of canon and canonical problems, to say the very least. And if one were to take those as being seriously a part of the canon, which I know many of us don't, because it's stupid, because it's nonsensical, because it doesn't make any sense within the framework of what's been established beforehand. But if you were, if you were then to jump ahead to Star Wars, the original Star Wars, right, when it was just Star Wars and not just Star Wars A New Hope, to go to that one and say, wait a minute, some of these lines don't make any sense anymore. But again, that's kind of been the M.O. of Disney. Star Wars is crapping all over the legacy of what came before. John Morrison, thank you very much for being here. We got Bruce in the chat. Hail to you, Bruce. Again, Gus is here as well. Soul Assassin, I'm a member L. Odin. I can see it now. I can actually see it now. So one of the benefits of using this one, right? All of them got their pluses and minuses. Uh, the big plus is that I can see all the members and I don't have to worry about memorizing any of them. Remember, if you have a comment or question, no matter where you are, if you are on Odyssey, if you are on DLive, if you are on Twitter, YouTube, you have to put at Odin. It's like a little code word. At Odin at the very beginning of your comment. At Odin at the very beginning of your comment. Unless you are a YouTube member, if you are a YouTube member, one of the perks of being a YouTube member is that I... Uh, we'll read your comments, whether you tag me or not. Though if I see you tag somebody else, I will not because I assume that you're talking to somebody else. Speaking of someone who has caused issues in the past with this, but as I said, today at the very least, it is an issue that is fixed, is Mr. Low Watermark. Low Watermark, thank you for the $25 uh, donation via Streamlabs. Thank you very much for circumventing Mama Susan. Saying, sorry about making member recognition a bigger issue. Wink. Low watermark, it's actually not an issue today. You go right ahead, man. If you want to drop a bunch of memberships, you are more than welcome to do so. Because the system that I have set up today means that I can actually keep up with where all of the members are. Um, Because it's essentially taking a regular uh, YouTube chat window, like any of you would see... Only there's an extension that allows me to click on those messages, which is what causes it to do this right below, to bring up those uh, messages. So, anyway, glad to hear that there is not a delay to the same extent. That's another really good thing. By the way, Abomination over on Odyssey, thanks for being here, good sir. If you have any comments or questions, make sure you just put at Odin at the very beginning of that comment, and I will be happy to read it. All right, we got Orange Hat Reviews in the chat saying, there's only one way of knowing if you are not delayed, Odin. Say, Godzilla, enthusiastically. Run, it's Godzilla. Chris from the 80s, what's going on? Good sir. John Harrison in the chat as well. Sizer Neon status say, I recommend Baby Thor watching Lego Star Wars. Funny and not heretical garbage. Freemaker Chronicles especially. Many of you love Star Wars too. Fought Stormtroopers in the kitchen last night. Very nice. Um, we actually have just shown him the originals, just showed him the OG films, and he's he's thoroughly enjoyed them. He loves the music. He's now starting to hum. So we'll 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 hum to him the Imperial March. Bum 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 bum. And then within about a second or so, he'll just start going 
bum, bum, bum. That's as far as he can go because he's not even two yet. But it is an amazing thing nonetheless. It's it's an amazing thing to see happen. It's a, it's an adorable thing to see as well. But he is definitely having an obsession with Star Wars. And as I mentioned, I will definitely show some of the footage, some of the images, I should say. I think I should be able to get the uh, the video playing as well of his true love for Star Wars, where it's, it's starting to become a bit of an obsession in a certain light. Um... But anyway, Jeremy Zakowski says, Odin, while baby Thor is loving Star Wars, I'm showing two of my nieces corrupting in my sister's view with Godzilla films like the good uncle that I am. That, I would say, is definitely a lot more of a corruption. <laughs> Not that I hate the Godzilla films. I just, if I'm going to introduce certain properties and film properties especially, that's not going to be near the top of my list. But hey, we all have different things that we enjoy. Laura, the Mata Major General, says, As a whammon, I find it insulting that Marvel couldn't be bothered to create original female characters. We went from Scarlet Witch to Lady This and She That. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And and that's why whenever I see a lot of women especially defending it, trying to use the logic of, Well, you've had your time. Well, there's already 20 other things. When they're just choosing to ignore the fact that it has nothing to do with a push for more traditional female characters, meaning characters that have been established, it has a bigger problem and it's much more to do with them either in properties like the Disney Plus series, Hawkeye. When the show is called Hawkeye, but it turns out to be the Kate Bishop show, and you clearly had it that way because you wanted eyes on the screen and even though not everyone's a big fan of 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 hawkeye or jeremy renner's hawkeye and i know there's a lot of opinions on that the fact still remains had they just decided to call it kate bishop and maybe not even have jeremy renner in there or have him as a cameo most people probably would still not have watched it it would not have gotten the ratings that it ended up getting which really aren't all were not all that much to begin with we can Clarify this as a fact when you look to the only show, the only new show that had really no connections whatsoever to anything else and had no names really attached to it in Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel had abysmal ratings. At the very least, when you look to Moon Knight, even though that was also a brand new character, you did have Oscar Isaac who is a well-known entity, especially amongst Marvel, Disney, etc. fans because of his involvement in Star Wars as Poe Dameron. So you look to those things and you recognize, oh yeah, if they have a brand new character and they don't have a well-established actor or actress, and in those cases, most common scenarios in the current state of the MCU, it's going to be an actress instead. Guess what? People aren't going to show up. People aren't going to watch it. And I think that they're going to find that out the hard way with Riri Williams in Ironheart. I would really, and I mentioned this on the morning stream, and I said I'll, I'd be willing to put some money on it. I'm not a betting man, so not really, but I would be well. I'd be willing to bet dollars to donuts. Going to use a fun expression there. That Marvel, by the time Ironheart comes out, will have made a very lucrative deal with Tony Stark, with Robert Downey Jr to come back in some cameo format 
whether it's him being the new voice of Jarvis or a new AI program that's based off of him so that he can, quote, train Riri Williams. I would not, I would not put it past it. They don't even need to do that, though, because with the introduction of things like the multiverse, they could just bring in another Tony Stark. But then also, too, the one thing that we seem to always forget about is they also found a way to create the Fountain of Youth as well. Just glossed over that part of it. So there's a lot of ways. There's a lot of ideas. There's a lot of things that they could probably do to be able to bring these people back. But I would not be surprised. Would not be surprised because they have to find a way to promote that show. No one's going to watch that show on their own. So how is it that they actually bring that about in the case specifically of Ironheart? The only way that to me they're able to possibly even think about doing that is to somehow bring Tony Stark back in some way, in some capacity. If it's not that, though, it will be something else because they're not going to let that show just go off on its own because you get Miss Marvel when that happens and woof. All right, Steven, tad to say, your thoughts on Wakanda forever. You think Marvel Disney made the right move and have Black Panther be dead instead of recasting and continuing his story uh, or is it just going uh, or just be gone since the actor is gone? No, I think that this, I think it's going to be bad and I think it's going to be bad because if there were a actual studio who had this IP and that studio was known for its quality, known for its work, and also known for its respect of the dignity of the human person, which Disney is not, you might be able to find a way to have a, a nice tribute to Chadwick Boseman while also being able to still continue the story. But to me, it just seems that they would have been, if they honestly were, were trying to, if their primary objective was to be respectful to that actor... They would have delayed this. They would have said, all right, we're going to put this on hold for a while because we want to make sure that he is is given the, the proper send-off, his family has the proper time to mourn, and we want to actually figure out what is the best way to move forward when it comes to the future of this character. But by using... In this way, by using the death of Chadwick Boseman, using a dead man's Twitter profile to support your movie, and Lord knows, using probably different images and such in the movie itself to try to hit the emotional beats, the cheap emotional beats, I think that they're handling it incorrectly, and I think it's going to end up having an effect on the bottom line of their box office. I still hold that I do believe its domestic numbers are going to be pretty impressive. I do still think that. Daniel, what's going on? I see you over on Odyssey. I do think the domestic numbers for Wakanda Forever are going to be a lot more impressive than people think. And I've mentioned the reasoning as to why that is the case, why I believe that to be the case before. But other than that, Kelly Chow says, you're raising your son right by telling him that there are only six Star Wars movies. And at this point, I've told him that and only shown him three. He, I'm I'm not going to show him the prequels until he's a little older. And the reason why is because I want him to grow up thinking the Star Wars movies he's watching is all that Star Wars is. Like those, that is Star Wars. When he gets old enough to understand nuance and to understand comedy, 
then I'm going to show him the prequels because then we can go into that film and come out of it enjoying it and laughing because of how bad it is, how bad the dialogue is, how bad those character developments are, how you know boring it is to go through this whole trade uh, blockade, etc. To go through it properly, to go through it properly. I know there might be some people out there that don't necessarily agree, but that's the thing is I appreciate the prequels for what they are, but it's meme culture that saved those movies. It's meme culture that saved those movies. So I, I'm going to go instead with just the OG3. I'm going to go with just the OG3. And then when he's a little older, try to see if I can help explain and, and help ex- explicate the odd position that the prequels are in and to be able to watch them and to have a little bit more fun with them. <laughs> Alrighty then, Soul Assassin, who is a member, says, Disney has no soul. They tried copywriting holidays and using politics for gain. Ah, yes, I forgot all about that. <laughs> I forgot I forgot all about that. Yeah, when they were going after channels for trying to basically claim that they somehow owned May the 4th Be With You, or at least to own Star Wars Day, and it's like, no, this existed on its own. Even without George Lucas, it was an organic development, and now you're trying to turn it into something else. Brian Barth, hail to you. Thank you for being here. John Evan Bear, trying to say, Bozeman dying of colon cancer, even when he looked fit, kind of scared me. Yeah, it, it, it is. It is definitely something where, you know, for me at the very least, that it just made me respect him that much more because, you know, you mentioned him being fit, but you could tell that he was sick. I mean, in, in retrospect, when you look back at his last projects, especially if you look at him in The Five Bloods, I, I don't think most people would have seen it because it's Spike Lee. It was filled with a lot of TDS nonsense. But I, I watched it because I knew it was one of Chadwick Boseman's. It was one of his last projects. You could tell even in that film he was sick. Right in retrospect, knowing he was going through that, you could see as as early as that film, maybe even earlier, you could see, oh, he is not full. Like he, like you could tell that his his muscle mass was was falling tremendously. But the 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 important thing from that, though, regardless of his size, is that he was still working. He wasn't telling people nonstop. He wasn't telling everyone with ears around him, oh, woe is me, look what I'm going through. He went with it and went through it silently, didn't tell anyone, went to work, kept going, kept going, until eventually he couldn't go anymore. I have to respect that. I have to. That That is what, really, that is what a lot of our kids need to see. That's the stuff heroes, real heroes are made out of. I'm I'm not trying to put down anyone who couldn't do something like that, dealing with something similar, especially when it comes to cancer. But I think even those who I've mentioned, who who I've just mentioned, would even they, I think even they would agree that, no, we do need people who can, right? Those that can, those that can, while going through something so terrible as cancer, if someone has the capacity to be able to, sh- to put on a strong face and to keep pushing forward and to say, I'm not defined by this, I'm going to keep fighting, that is the kind of stuff that our kids need to see. Because that's what real heroes are made out of. 
not not the 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 cape and marvel and 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 disney and the dceu and warner brothers that's not what true superhero you know behavior is it's it's the people like chadwick boseman who likely had a lot of opinions that i would genuinely agree with still mad props and mad respect for what he did you know Scott McKenzie, clearly Holly Weird and Disney clearly have no shame. Follow the money. Exactly. No shame at all. Zenny Biscuit, what's going on? Time to say yesterday was St. Christopher's Day and found out that sometimes he has a dog head. Could you uh could he have had hypertrichosis? I don't know much about that, to be perfectly honest. That's the first that I've heard about him having a, a dog head. St. Christopher is mostly known. The name implies as the Christ bearer. There's images of and stories which are, are have more recently through scholarship by recently last 20, 30 years or so. More recently through scholarship has has actually maybe even more than that, maybe last 50 plus years. It all stems back to Vatican II in some way. Um, but essentially uh, an account of a little boy showing up on the shore asking for Christopher to help him cross it. And it turns out that his eyes are open. St. Christopher's eyes are open and he discovers that it was actually Christ appearing as the child Christ, um, who had him carry him to the other side. So that name Christopher means Christ bearer, right? One who bears carries Christ. And, um, and so, uh, also he was, he was uh, a martyr of the faith as well. He was killed for the faith too. So I don't know about the dog head necessarily, but, Anyway, Steven says, your thoughts that we won't possibly have X-Men to be a part of the MCU until at least 2025. Well, that's just the thing is that we, we won't even have the X-Men. We won't even have the X-Men at that point because instead they're just going to be the mutants. Instead, it's just going to be the mutants, which is the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> at least based off of what has been described. Now, it was not on this uh this little graphic, so I figure I can I can pull this up so that way uh we can all we can all see it. So this is the official uh phase five slate that they have going forward. Let me pull up my handy dandy news report. So this was something from Culture Crave that was being shared around. And so as you can see, you have Ant Man Quantumania, February seventeenth of twenty twenty three. What do we know about this movie? Well, apparently Scott Lang is going to play a neglectful father. (laughs) Good job, Disney. Going back to those old tropes. You then have a series in the spring of 23, Secret Invasion, taking a massive story from the comics and turning it into a Disney Plus series instead. May 5th, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. You then also have, let's see. You then also have the series Echo, which no one asked for and no one cared for, and was yet another platform that instead of telling a really cool or compelling story about Hawkeye, instead, what did they do? They they propped up Kate Bishop, and then they propped up Echo as a, as a villainous character as such. Loki Season 2 will be the summer of 2023, so that's another series We've got The Marvels, July 28th, 2023. Here's what's interesting about this. This movie is positioned to open around the same time that Thor Love and Thunder came out. If we put on our our memory caps for a second, remember Thor Love and Thunder? 
came in well underneath the first film of the summer. Guardians of the Galaxy has the same position now that Doctor Strange 2 had. What this doesn't have, though, is this does not have Spider-Man No Way Home to create buzz to push it. Now, I'm sure Disney's executives are thinking, well, Guardians 3 is going to be massive. It's going to be huge. It's a property that people still like. People still like Chris Pratt. People still like James Gunn in this universe. Maybe not outside of it, but in this universe, they some they somehow still like him. Now, I would push back to say, yeah, but Guardians 2 wasn't very good. So how many people are still actually going to, you know, how many people are actually still going to, to have faith in this project? I, I don't know. But that's the film that has the position of Doctor Strange 2. So let's assume that Guardians is the biggest film of that year, or at least starts off that way. But it doesn't have a massive, almost $2 billion film like Spider-Man No Way Home to jump off of. It doesn't have really anything to jump off of except Ant-Man, which has never been known to be a massive moneymaker. We, we honestly can't say Secret Invasion on Disney Plus or that any Disney Plus show is going to somehow result in box office success. So let's say Guardians end up, ends up being about as bad or as weak as Guardians 2 or maybe even less. Okay, now you have a film that doesn't get close to matching the previous film in the franchise, the previous two films in the franchise. So you're already starting off with a lower base. I don't see the film getting to the $950 million that Doctor Strange 2 had, again, unless something crazy happens. Then you've got two Disney Plus shows to get you by until July 28th with the Marvels. All this is to say, the Marvels, right? Technically, Captain Marvel 2. Remember, Captain Marvel 2 is going to be following the $1 billion hit, as they'll say, of the Brie Larson-led film. Now, we also need to remember that that film came out almost exactly one month prior to Endgame and was promoted as being the final piece before Endgame. Must-see TV, in this case, must-see movie, because it's directly connected. You have to see it to get the full picture, right? That was the lie that was perpetuated. And guess what? It worked. It wasn't the film that worked. It was that marketing. But people have seen the film, the film, even when there were people out there. Even the shills were like, man, this film's really good. And then you ask them, oh, where does it rank in your own list of favorite Marvel movies? Every single one of them had it either at the very middle of their list or at the very bottom of their list. Oh, but it's a great movie. Really helped to expose a lot of the shill mentality there. So Marvel's this one is going to be one that I think is going to come in. I, I think I I would not be surprised to see this film cap out between five and six hundred million dollars, basically to lose out over four hundred to five hundred million, basically to cut its audience in half from the first Captain Marvel film. Because what you have Brie Larson. Oh, yeah, real winner there. And then you've got the Miss Marvel series, which has already shown itself to be the least successful of the MCU or of of the uh, Disney Plus MCU shows. So that's going to be pretty abysmal. We did find out that Blade is going to be a movie. I thought it was going to be a series, but Blade comes out in November 2023. Who knows? You might see a domestic showing for that. Again, similar to the Wakanda Forever crowd, I could totally see a lot of African-American community centers coming together to go to this movie to support it. 
could totally see that, especially if Marvel PG-13s it. Wouldn't be surprised if they did that. You have the Ironheart series. Don't know exactly what connection they're going to make with that series. I'm assuming they're going to set something up since Riri Williams is uh, apparently attached to the uh, Wakanda Forever movie. I'm assuming they're going to try to set something up for Ironheart series in that then. But I, again, the only thing I could think of to try to promote that show would be to somehow get Robert Downey Jr. to come back in some way. Throw a lot of money at him or something. So you have the Ironheart series. You have Agatha, Coven of Chaos. Another Disney Plus series. Daredevil Born Again, another Disney Plus series. One that I have no confidence in whatsoever because let's just be honest. Let us be honest with ourselves, please. They, by saying Born Again are insinuating a reboot, meaning that the feel of the show is not going to be similar, probably, to the feel of the original show, which means what? Get ready to be disappointed. Yeah, they might have Charlie Cox back and Vincent D'Onofrio, but new direction, new leadership. Can't say I have a lot of confidence in it. And then you've got one of the most on-the-nose titles in Captain America New World Order. But this is not going to be Captain America. This is going to be Falcon and the Winter Soldier pretending to be Captain America and the Winter Soldier. This is one that could potentially bomb just because of the title. Again, so on the nose. So on the nose. And then you end with Thunderbolts, which I believe is going to be another show. I, I don't know much about it. I just remember reading an article from earlier today, and apparently this is going to put together Yelena from Black Widow. Apparently there's also talks of uh, rumors of Taskmaster being brought into it as well. So just those two alone tells me, okay, then this show is going to be a gigantic mess. So clearly there are no, there are no MCU films, none, absolutely none, that I could ever possibly say that I'm excited for. If you couldn't tell from any of the comments that I've just made. <laughs> anyway, back into the chat. Alex McCarthy says, Oh, now I'll be very angry if in Captain America, New World Order, that Hollywood Hogan, Kevin Nash, and a Force Ghost, Jer- uh, Scott Hall, don't show up. Hey, I get that reference, and I totally agree. Steven says, You think Comic-Con delivered this year? Any highlights for you? Disappointment? So I'm never really into Comic-Con. I just follow the news after it comes out, and based on what I've ho- what I've heard and what i've seen nothing of any interest or of consequence is 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 has come forward from it at all the only trailer that i've seen that came out that i have any intrigue in whatsoever is shazam 2 that's it that's all they got curezilla what's going on thanks for being a member on the channel soul assassin says didn't disney use stanley's twitter to promote the mcu after he died i think they did but again, there's also that story out there about how there is a contract that would allow them to use his likeness. And so the thought is, is that they will use his likeness to have his cameo stay alive, which, again, would be one of the most disgusting things possible. Keely Chassa, speaking of Drew, please pray for him because he is doing he's going through a rough time right now. He's now disabled because he can no longer use have full use of his right arm. Well, thoughts and prayers out to Drew. Then as Felicitas tag to say, I like the Japanese Ironheart movie. It's more fun. I didn't know that there was a Japanese Ironheart movie. Bruce says he died from COVID. Watch. 
Huh? I'm a little confused on that one. <laughs> I'm a little confused on that one. I don't know if the watch was supposed to be a... a, uh, a I don't know if that was supposed to be giving me a context clue. I, it, it didn't work for me. Anyway, Story Poop is Cuber. How about humans and other quitters? What's going on? Steven Tad say, all the single ladies, all the single ladies, all the single ladies. Put your hands up. LOL, you actually did. Pretty good with the vocals and dance movements. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. Snore Poopus, thanks for saying hello. Hello, it's you. Soul Assassin, as a Latino, I never wanted or support the idea of changing established characters to pander me. And most people don't. It's just like with this whole push of trying to make Latinx a thing. It's not a thing. Stop trying to make it a thing. The vast majority of Latino and Latina people do not care and reject it. I also saw one of the dumbest things ever today where now they're trying to apparently do it with Filipino. Now there's Filipinx or, or, or whatever or how, however, <laughs> however it would be described. So stupid. Bongo says, I'm here to annoy you some more. Oh, I was going to bring up your boy Zack Snyder again, I imagine. <laughs> Low watermark again. Thank you so much for that $25 donation. It really does mean a lot, good sir. Luckily, it's not nearly as crazy tonight just because of the fact that I actually can see who is a member and who is not a member. It's one of the few uh, upsides to to the way that I'm streaming tonight. The biggest issue for me is that typically the one or two people that sometimes join from D live, it's definitely not consistent. I don't have access to their chats and I can't highlight their chats like I normally can. Um, so uh, that's a problem that I'll have to fix down the road. But based on what I'm seeing, it doesn't look like anyone from doesn't look like anyone from the, DLive fam is even watching, at least according to these metrics. But by the way, the 65 people watching on YouTube, please smash that like button. If you're watching on Odyssey, light up that fire button. Speaking of my Odyssey fam, uh, Abomination actually tagged. It said, to be honest, I think their behavior after a person dies is setting a bad precedent. If people keep ignoring it or even reward their behavior, then it will incentivize corporations to keep doing it. They might even stay quiet knowing a person is about to die so they can tug heartstrings later. That's a very good point. Absolutely a good point. Is that it sets the bad precedent for starters, but then also it leaves room for people to act even more egregiously disgusting. More disgustingly. By knowing something is going wrong, for instance, and then planning ahead of, oh, how can we monetize this? It is honestly very, very disgusting. For sure. Abomination says, The Japanese Ironheart is an adult parody. Oh. Of course someone would say that. Ugh. Disgusting. Disgusting. You all, you disgust me. You disgust me. How dare you? How dare you say that to me? Don't you know who I am? I'm the juggernaut. Anyway. Back into the chat. Soul Assassin, who is member, should have seen Disney doing this when they brought back Peter, Peter Cushing image for Tarkin. 
Didn't feel right staring into the face of a dead man. No, it did not. Not to mention the Uncanny Valley is something that they have not and not likely for a long time will be able to actually find a way of uh, of being to uh, accomplish or to conquer. They're not going to be able to un- they're not going to be able to conquer the Uncanny Valley. And so all that you're left with then is a, a clear attempt to try and immortalize uh, people in a very disrespectful manner, right? You have the example of Peter Cushing being brought back when really they didn't need to. You then also have another example in Ghostbusters Afterlife, where they are able to bring also one of the Ghostbusters back as well. They were able to bring Egon back. And I thought, though, that the way they brought Egon back was a lot more tasteful because it was a lot more limited in what they showed. They didn't have him speaking at all. And it was a way of being able to say goodbye. And I thought, therefore, because of that, it was actually done quite tastefully. Whereas with the Peter Cushing one, it was a, well, they didn't need to use that character. They could have clearly done without that character during that that time frame. Because some argue, well, you know, Grand Moff Tarkin is a big part of that time frame. But yes, you could have also had the entire focus been on Vader instead and his hunt instead which would have been more intriguing. And guess what? What was the one thing that a lot of people who actually even liked Rogue One said? Yeah, I could have actually used probably a little bit more Darth Vader. So that is a way that they probably could have fixed that. Bongo says, using Chadwick's Twitter account to promote their movie is almost as bad as using Odin's account to promote Zack Snyder movies. Oh, nah, come on, man. One is clearly not like the other. Soul Sass and Lucas Air Star Wars is real. Star Wars, not Disney Woke Wars. Yep, absolutely. And that's why, as of right now, my baby Thor only knows, um, as far as the movies that he's watched are concerned, he only knows about the OG, the originals. However, there are stickers that he's become obsessed with, as I mentioned. Well, I'll show a, a picture that kind of helps to showcase his obsession. <laughs> it's pretty great. Um, but let me... Uh, Wait for this comment chat to jump on me. Soul Assassin says, you know, if Disney tries to use Christopher Lee's image for profit, he'll come back and beat them. I do believe that. Mark Seth, what's going on? Tata say, new treat for you, watermelon pizza. Take a round slice, fry it to caramelize the fruit, add sauce, cheese, and pepperoni, bake to serve and enjoy. As I mentioned on another stream, I think watermelon pizza is, I think, a lot more of a palatable idea than pineapple. But obviously, I think it is. Uh, it goes a little too far. Soul Assassin, Gojira, Gojira. <laughs> Soul Assassin says here the free maker Star Wars cartoon is fun. Watched it with my nephew when I was watching. Nice, very cool. All right, chat jumped, so now I can scroll back up and see where I left off. Again, there are definitely some perks to using this method. Uh, until it, of course, goes so far back that <laughs> that comments get skipped. Ah, I thought I could avoid this tonight. Apparently not. Uh, I'm sorry. Some comments have apparently not. Uh, apparently some comments have been skipped. I am sorry. Uh, this is the first time I've used this technology in a while. I didn't think that would be the case. But uh, it doesn't look like too much of it was skipped. But I don't know. I'm at 7.38 in the chat. It's 8 o'clock. 
where I am, which means I'm almost 30 minutes behind people. I'm doing the best that I can. I'm doing the best that I can. But uh, we over on Odyssey says there was an article on Vulture about a VFX company being blacklisted after they couldn't finish all shots and reshoots Marvel asked for them. I say until these types of abuses get addressed and rectified, we should not watch any Disney movie or show. And we, you are more than welcome to do so. And I would recommend and encourage people to do just that. I will continue to watch them because if we seed, if every single one of us were to seed the ground that we have in covering these things, guess who everyone else is left with? The shills in Hollywood. What does that mean? If I have an issue or a question and I'm like, hey, am I the only one out there? And then the only videos I get covering these movies are people like John Campia. Then it makes me feel like either one, I'm alone or two, that maybe there isn't more to this than than what I'm thinking. Whereas if instead you do have people like me and people, the fellowship still talking about and covering and destroying in the case, especially of, of Mahler's work, especially then all of a sudden they realize, wait a minute, I'm not alone in thinking there's a problem. I'm not alone in looking at it this way. Okay, I have a community now. So seeding the ground completely is not a good method at all. So I would definitely think, I would definitely say right now that, um, again, I think that if that's something that you want to choose for yourself, I would recommend that for you. And I would recommend it for a lot of other people too who have no real desire to continue to watch stuff. Don't worry. There are some of there are those of us that will continue to watch it so that you don't have to, but also to continue to hold their feet to the fire and to continue to hold them accountable. Mark Brown, I did the same Odin. But when I showed him the prequels, it was the machete cut. I recommend it. Interesting. Also one is a member. I gave Odin a, st- one, a star out of five for that review on prequels. Shame. Shame. It's okay. You'll get over it. Life is okay. Snort of Poop is Cuber. In other words, when Baby Thor is old enough to understand that any love for the prequels is only because the sequels are such dumpster fires. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Victor Fontaine had to say, you know Disney Marvel will have Pepper Potts taking over Stark Industries and providing the resources for the Ironheart, who is already great on her own. Ah, yes, of course. That's a great, great day. Soul Assassin. Disney tried copy writing Day of the Dead and angered the Latin community. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Disney just does not quite understand. Just just does not quite understand. El Pacific Paladin, what's going on? Leslie Tarkin. I liked seeing Tarkin in Rogue One. Some of the other members of Peter Cushing Appreciation Society were creeped out by it. Hopefully it's the last time, though. Uh, R.I.P. Cushing. Yeah, I'm sure there were some people who were like, at the very least, oh, you know, it's kind of nice seeing him. But when you really start to think about what they just did, where they essentially resurrected an actor against their will to perform... I, I, again, it, it's just, it's it's pretty creepy. It's pretty, pretty creepy, to say the least. Strawman, to to say, I know this is mostly a movie stream, but I personally like it when you delve into Catholic theory. I know so little about it. Strawman, I love diving into it as well. Sometimes I'll do some open forum chats. This is not one of them. Uh, the, the stream that is for you is my OMB report stream I do on Thursday mornings, though this week is the last one I'll do because school starts next week. Got meetings all day. Uh, I got meetings all all week next week as I try and get myself prepared for the school year. Um, but that one, we talk specifically news, culture, and faith as well. 
Um, but yeah, whenever I can bring it in, I always try to. Leslie Thorkin, so the mutants is the new name of the X-Men. They shouldn't do that. No, they shouldn't. But man, it is dumb. Kimberly G, who is a member. Phase 5 looks broke. Yes, totally agree. Soul Assassin, we went through Phase 4, didn't realize it. Yeah, uh, apparently it had to be announced. Orange Hour Views, it looks like Daredevil's getting his reborn debut in the She-Hulk show as revealed in her latest trailer. Yep. And there was much... No, there was not rejoicing. And there was much cringing. Super Anime Gamer says, hey what is up, my dude? Sorry I'm late, been having a messed up day. Well, I'm glad you're here, good sir. Glad you're here. Rhaegar, ask her of what a recession <laughs> is. What's going on? Hail to you. I appreciate it. Abomination wants everyone to know that Odyssey has an emote for the... <laughs> looks like the... What is it? Throwing up? Rainbow Puke is what it's called. Ah, delightful. Kimberly G. Wesley Snipes is Blade. Absolutely. I mentioned this on my morning stream. I think Marshall Ali is a very talented actor, but at the same time, is again, not Blade, as you said. So, going to go now and just uh, a couple of things. So, as you can see from the title of the video, I did want to mention it. Uh, Baby Thor, he, he's, he's obsessed with Star Wars. All right? He's obsessed with Star Wars. Um, and I have a piece of evidence to show right right now. So Baby Thor has become a huge fan of Star Wars. We, we, we've been watching the original trilogy. He loves the opening music. He gets so into just watching it. He loves the character of R2. He says the character's name constantly. Um, and then he tries to say some of the other names, and it's, it's adorable. But recently, my wife, the Lady Freya, decided to get him some Star Wars stickers. Here's me, just the other day, as... Uh, <laughs> He's playing with his stickers. Yes, that's right. That's that's Odin on the ground right there. That's uh, Jeffrey, a large shark stuffed animal. Um, Jeffrey is very comfortable, as you can as you can see. I'm very very comfortable. But then you'll also notice that there's a myriad of Star Wars stickers all over my head, <laughs> uh, including some Princess Leia's, some Max Rebo's. A uh, couple of Darth Vader's. He can actually say Vader. Um, however, he also he also looks at Vader and he'll say either Vader or he'll say R Wars, R Wars. So not only does he say R Wars, which is the like most adorable thing ever, but also he equates in his mind that Vader and Star Wars are the same, that they are connected to each other that they are inseparable from each other and it's it's hilarious so anyway uh as you can see my my son has a problem all right he is obsessed with star wars because you you see all those stickers on my head and i think there's actually an r2d2 up there too but he's so obsessed that now it's gotten to the point where a lot of these stickers have been on the ground have gotten a lot of um you know, lint on them and everything, lost their stickiness. And so some of them have been lost. So we don't have any more, um, or we're lacking tremendously R2s. And so whenever he notices that there's no R2s, he immediately starts, not like not like being upset, freaking out, but he just goes into this, oh, it's, it's so cute. He goes into this whole thing where it's like R2, 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 R2. 
R2, R2. R2. <laughs> R2. And we're like, we don't have any more R2s, bud. You use them all. And then the other one he knows is Arm Trooper, Arm Trooper, Arm Trooper, Arm Trooper. And it's also quite adorable as well. But yeah, that's the current state of him. And let me see if I can get this thing to, to play. So this is this past weekend. And this is probably now maybe the third or fourth time that we've watched it. Because, you know, we'll get home. We'll, we'll be home on the weekend. You know, we'll be playing around with, with different uh, his different toys and stuff. But then every time he goes into the living room, his routine is normally he gets up on the couch, he sits up like a little man, and he's like, pointing to the TV, Star Wars. Star Wars. It's the most adorable thing. And uh, here's him sitting on his little table seat, eating a snack, watching, watching his Star Wars. That's my boy. That's my boy. I'm proud of him. And uh, the newest thing today, which unfortunately I was not able to get a, a good video of, is um, I started to uh, sing the Imperial March during during splash time, during bath time. And he started to emulate what I was saying. So I'd go, bum, 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 and he'd get really happy and excited. And then if I'd stop, he'd just start going, Bum, bum, bum. So all he can do is say the bum, bum, bum part yet. That's all he can say. But it is pretty, it's pretty great. It's pretty great. Uh, and I love him. But he's obsessed. Help. Help. <laughs> we need help. We need your help. Abomination over on Odyssey says, just wait. Now that you let the world know, in a week your P.O. box is going to be stuffed with Star Wars stickers. Hey, you know what? We could probably use more. And Lord knows that baby Thor would greatly appreciate it. So if anyone wants to send some more stickers, again, they will go into use. Let's see. Thanatos tag to say, I like, I, oh, no, no, Thanatos. No, we do not support that type of garbage because that's what it is. It's garbage. We're, we recognize that humanity is, is better than that. It is garbage. Speaking of the degradation of the dignity of the human person. Let's see. Super Anime Gamer, time to say, even if Guardians 2 is kind of divisive, it came out years ago. People love Suicide Squad. <laughs> I think Guardians 3 is going to make a ton, and I think Blade will do all right. In what world do you think that the Suicide Squad was a much-loved property? Maybe amongst the DC fans. Not amongst the normie. Not amongst the normies, man. Bruh. Bruh, super. You need to fix that take, man. Soul Assassin's member, RDG, uh, Robert Downey Jr. tried promoting eating bugs. Dude is nothing to me now. Yep. And yet, a lot of people are still going to hear what he has to say. Super. Uh, they are, my prediction is they're going to make Ironheart kind of a next-gen Avengers. Yeah, and it's just not going to be good. There really is nothing to look forward to. Yeah, Gus, there are no MCU films. None to look forward to. None. Alex McCarthy, Taskmaster. No, no, no. It's Task Ma'am. It's Task Ma'am. Forever Sci-Fi, who's a member, says, Going from the Red Pills in Winter Soldier to the Blue Pills in New World Order, Disney's corruption of Captain America is complete. I think you're right. 
Uh, Feige trying to keep his job due to no plans and keeps greenlighting films to stay at Marvel to a incredibly disgusting degree as well. I mean, there are these great charts that show you the the length, like the time comparisons between the two, uh, between rather all the phases of the MCU. And you're like, you're getting down to phase three and then phase four, it's just exponentially larger because of all the shows. So yeah, they, they know how to push more content, but where they are increasing their quantity, they are falling incredibly in quality. Ambrose Chamber Pot, what's going on? Thanks for being here. Gamers, what's up? Super says, Captain America 4 is a chance. I think Super, you have... So this has been, for those that, that are new to Super, Super has been one of the most optimistic persons I've ever met. I appreciate his optimism, but I honestly believe it's so misplaced, man. It breaks my heart to, to always have to push back on it, man. But yeah, he, he's our optimist, I think. Uh, but Super says, Captain America 4 has a chance, I think, because it still centers around OG MCU character. Uh, people like Falcon and they like uh, Anthony Mackie. Yes, but that's not what you're going to get in the movie. You're going to get what they decided to convolute, what they uh, cobbled together in Captain America, or rather with Falcon and Winter Soldier series, they cobbled together this makeshift new Captain America that is still clearly Falcon. So I I think that, yeah, there's people that like Anthony Mackie, but he's not a leading man. That's going to be the fatal flaw is that he is not a leading man. And it is clearly, especially when you watch the show, it was clearly something done for identity politics and not for narrative. Because if it was for narrative, guess what? Winter Soldier taking on that mantle makes a lot more sense story-wise. But instead, they decided to force a bunch of narratives in their show. And no, Captain America, New World Order, does not have a prayer of being good. None. But that's just because of the current state of the MCU that we're in now. Yes, Tina, thank you. Provide Odin with context. His memory is short. It is. My ADD does not help at all with short-term memory. Kimberly G, I think he means Black Panther character. Huh? Bruce says, Black Panther dies from COVID watch. Oh, okay. You're falling way far behind. Yes, I am falling way too far behind, Bruce. Yes, thank you. That helps a lot. Oh, man, if they did that, ugh, that would be one of the most disgusting ways they could handle it. Rob D. Hello, Odin. I saw Top Gun Maverick on Sunday. Great movie. Need to watch the original movie now. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. My wife and I actually watched the original about a week ago. And it's, uh, it's still so. It's actually better having. It's kind of. The, it's one of those weird things, right? Normally, you would think, you know, watching the original, it, it somehow like improves the experience of the new one. For me, I feel that the new film actually increases my enjoyment of the old film because the different connections that are made, right? We would typically call them member berries, but member berries are more are more negative in connotation. It's when you're using something to try and make an audience feel a certain way because you don't actually have a product to provide for them. Whereas with Top Gun Maverick, they have a good product and then they just use callbacks. They use callbacks and flashbacks, not flashbacks necessarily, but they use callbacks to the original film and they show you how they're not just taking that idea, but also building upon it too, right? For, for character development's sake. 
So it's a rare thing, it seems, in modern Hollywood. And I, I looked at that, though, and it was, it was a much more enjoyable experience, interestingly enough. Hardwick, what's going on, brother? Been a while. Tad to say here, I think they should have recast T'Challa or digitally recreated Chadwick Boseman for a few scenes and kept the helmet on the rest of the time. Either way, they shouldn't have killed him off. I don't think they should have done any of that, dude, to be honest, because it, it all comes down to who's running the show. And I do not trust, for one second, Disney. Because Disney cares only about the message and then about the money. Which they don't realize don't go well together. Which is why we've seen such a drastic drop-off in not just the quality of their films, but also the amount of box office their films are even capable of doing. That all being said, I don't know if there's really a single correct answer or an answer that would work more one way or the other. I think having him die off screen to me is probably the most respectful because you're not having to try to recreate him or bring him back from the dead. But that has to be handled in a, it has to be handled in a very careful and respectful way. And I don't think that Disney has that capacity as has already been seen by the fact that they're using, again, they are using a dead man's Twitter account to promote a movie. It's, it's, it's disgusting. It is absolutely disgusting. Hardwick says killing T'Challa off in the movie and resurrecting Chadwick Boseman on Twitter is backward. It should be the other way around. And again, I, I don't, I, it's yeah, it's, I think it's just disgusting in all regards. Stephanie B. Hey, what's up, Stephanie B? Thanks for being here. By the way, it's 7.55 in the chat. It's 8.17 where I am, so just about 20 minutes behind in the chat. Just about 20 minutes behind in the chat. As I typically am. Right on time. Right on schedule. Let's see. Steven. What are your final plans for this last summer break weekend? How are you going to cherish it before going back to school next week? Also, uh, will your live stream schedule be the same or change? So this is a summer stream schedule. So this is the last week of the summer stream schedule. So starting next week, we go back to the nine-month-out-of-the-year schedule. So that'll be Tuesday evenings and Saturday evenings. And, of course, I'll continue with Friday Night Tights as well. So I'll have three streams. And, um, yeah, the only exceptions will be my Chosen of Valhalla stream, which will be typically uh, 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. on Saturday. And that's once a month. And normally on those days, I don't have an evening stream. Um, however, that was with the summer hours since I was already streaming. So I might continue or I might add the evening stream back to the ones that start to happen over the summer. You know, starting first off with the month of August. But we'll see. I'll keep you all posted. But as far as the general schedule goes, that's going back. So the morning streams are gone and then the evening streams are the same. So it'll be two streams a week, and hopefully I can uh, maybe have an extra video or two next week, because even though we're back, it's meetings, and meetings don't always take all day. They are very kind and generous enough to slowly ease us back into things. In fact, I don't actually have students next week. Um, originally, I think it was like three years ago was the last time I did this. On the Friday of next week, we were... Uh, we had in the past had a mini schedule. So basically we had all of our classes meet. There were like 35 to 45 minute classes so that we could have all eight classes. 
we get two of them off, generally speaking, so with six classes, but eight blocks. And that way, it, the classes are short enough for us to be able to meet our students, get the seating chart taken care of, and like get all of that like technical stuff out of the way. So that way, once Monday hits, we go right for it. The last couple of years, they've changed it so that Fridays are now orientation day for new freshmen and new transfer students. And so basically, it means that I have to be there, but I basically get to be in my classroom, setting things up, getting things ready, which I'm perfect, which I'm perfectly happy with because I like ha- when I'm actually at the school, I'm a, I'm a much more productive person. Whereas if I'm at home, I'm much more tempted to want to watch TV or make a video or things like that. So yeah. All right. Back into the chat. Soul Assassin. I think Egon was brought back better than Tarkin. Oh no. It hands down. It was so much, it, the, the bringing back of Egon in Ghostbusters Afterlife was done so much more tastefully than the Tarkin one. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's see. Leslie Tarkin says, I disagree. I want more Tarkin and less Vader. The conflict between Krennic and Tarkin needed to be expanded on, in my opinion. See, if he had been alive, had it been the actual actor, I may have agreed. But because he wasn't, I, I strongly disagree because having more of the really creepy, uncanny valley problem of Tarkin, again, bringing a dead man back from the dead without his actual consent, again, I just think, I think it is such an offensive, um, an offensive move. I think it is a degradation of the human dignity of the person to try and pretend as if a computer-generated version of this character is somehow as good or somehow justifies it. It didn't look very good either, because again, of that uncanny valley effect. And on the other hand, you could have any actor being in the Darth Vader suit portraying that character, and maybe had they done that, they would have actually been able to establish a much more consistent Darth Vader, and maybe the Obi-Wan version, the Obi-Wan Kenobi version of Darth Vader would never have happened or would have been better, but that didn't really happen. So, agree to disagree. All right, chat jumped on me once again, so let me try and see if I can get back to where I left off or if they had some comments. Uh, Skip. No comments skipped this time. Beautiful. Beautiful. But we are getting close to being at time, so if people could uh, pause on the tagging, I'm going to try and get through as many of the comments I possibly can. I've got 22 minutes worth of comments, people. My The comment that I'm starting with right now was at 7.59 p.m. It's 8.22. So please, in the last eight minutes, do not tag a whole lot. Because I'm probably not going to be able to get to those. All right, Rob D. Tag to say, actually... Uh, I actually agree with killing off the Chala with Javit Bozeman recasting. To me, always came across as the actor being easily replaceable. Remember, I hated Michael Gambit as Dumbledore. Well, the reason why you hated Michael Gambit as Dumbledore is because he did not even read the books. He didn't read the books. He didn't care to read the books. And he was such a different version of that character. So had they recast him as someone who was very close in temperament and actually understood what that character was supposed to be, you know... For instance, the audiobook version of Harry, did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? He said calmly, versus Harry, did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? I, again, there there would have been a way that they could have done it better. Sora Poopus Cuber, they first did the Uncanny Valley using Lawrence Olivier and Sky Captain World Tomorrow with some early CGI work. Oof. 
Ooh, no thank you. No thank you. I don't want it. Hardwick says, it actually worked for what they were doing. Scott captured the world tomorrow, though, because the character was also supposed to be dead like the actor. What worked? What do you mean it really, it actually worked? You mean in the Sky Captain film? I haven't seen it, so I can't speak to it. All I can say is that I think that it is disgusting regardless. All righty. Hardwick. Rob Zombie's The Monsters reportedly has a $40 million budget. Having seen the trailer, I don't see where the money went. Me neither. Yeah, I, I've, I've seen a reaction trailer, like a reaction to that one. It is, oh my, I don't know what he's thinking. Awesome one says, New Mutants failed as a comic. Well, we were talking about mutants, the mutants, not new mutants. The movie didn't do well either. Awesome one, Odin works well as a sticker board. Yes, I do. Talking there about baby Thor putting a bunch of Star Wars stickers on me. <laughs> connected oh man oh man saying yo to stephanie steven i uh, see in the pic you introduce your son to corduroy book classic book which one is yours favorites or his favorite mine's corduroy halloween and the classic book you plan to introduce to him or have um so the book that uh that i love personally that we read is Goodnight Moon. I just think it's so, I think it's just so beautiful and it's just so cute to see him go through it. And then also Baby Beluga because we'll sing that song. And we more recently in the last few months have decided to start pausing when we get to certain lines and he actually will say them. So we'll go like a little white whale on the, and then he'll just come out of nowhere, go. And it's the most adorable thing ever. It's the most adorable thing ever. Again, please do leave off any comments or tags as I try to catch up with these last comments. I'm 20 minutes behind still. Input latency. Hail peeps. Good to you. Good sir. Thanks for being here. Rob D. Now, Odin, that's either the 20, uh, that's either the 2004 special edition or the 2011 Blu-ray edition. Baby Thor is watching. Correct. Uh, So that would have been, no, that is, it's either the Project 4K version or the Harmies the Specialized Edition. So it's 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 actually neither. It's it's actually an HD, it's a Blu-ray quality version of the original Star Wars, as it was meant to be, as it was meant to be seen. No George Lucas changes, no Disney nonsense. It is a, about as pure as pure can get. I'm pretty sure that one is the Harmies the Specialized Edition of the original. Oh yeah. He's going to get spoiled on all of it. That version, Han shoots first. No added CGI characters. It's great. Orange Hat. Seeing the happiness and joy in your eyes as you speak about your son is a joy in itself to see. Odin. Well, thank you, Orange Hat. I appreciate that. He is he is a pretty cool little dude. He's he's my little dude. You know? He's my little dude. I love I love I love my little dude. Awesome one says, "Thought they already made an Iron Heart cartoon." Forever Sci-Fi, you're out of luck, Odin. I have two little brothers who had their own obsessions like Roger Rabbit. You'll be watching until you have every line memorized. Well, hey, if I'm getting to the point of having every line memorized in Star Wars, I find or OG Star Wars, I'm totally fine with that. Uh, but Who Framed Roger Rabbit, oh, man, so good. So, so good. Soul Assassin says, New World Order, a little on the nose with the Captain America title. Yep, to say the very least. Uh, awesome one says, might as well call it the World Economic Forum, the movie. Yep. 
Hardwick, those graphs showing the runtime of Marvel phases are inaccurate because they fail to count Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Agent Carter, The Inhumans, and Netflix shows as a part of Phase 2. Um, well, let's just be honest here. Did they really integrate anything from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Agent Carter, or The Inhumans into anything within the MCU? I'm pretty sure they didn't. They may have had some of the same actors, but they really didn't integrate a lot of that into the actual films themselves let alone the Netflix stuff. Again, might have an actor, but they really did integrate it. So I would actually say, no, it's not inaccurate because those were not officially declared to be MCU shows, right? The Disney Plus era of the MCU shows started at a very specific time, whereas those shows were ones that happened to exist but really didn't connect in the same way that these ones do. You can't say that they were made to be the same exact type of connecting property as the ones that we have now, okay? That's just not going to work. I do like Agent Carter. I think Agent Carter was great. Inhumans, not so good. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., bleh. I gave up on it pretty quickly. Um, But no, the, the graphs are actually pretty accurate because those... I never heard those ever be described as being officially part of phase two. So don't play that game with me, son. Don't play that game with me, son. General Wingster, I just came here to say Odin doesn't like black cap and therefore equals bigot checkmate Christians. <laughs> awesome one. Member berries are the only content these days. That's definitely what it seems like. By the way, I like a lot of those shows that you mentioned. It's just that they're not in the same ballpark as as far as what Disney had and what Marvel had in mind as as what they have with the Disney Plus shows is not the same as what they had with Netflix and ABC and everything like that. It was not in the same context at all. Super says, I appreciate the compliment, but I'm not optimistic. I think Guardians 3 could be good because Gunn is talented, but the rest, no. I just like to challenge myself to take my opinions out of it. But that's the thing, though, is that Guardians 2 was not good. So it kind of takes that part of away. Bongo, have you ever thought of doing movie recommendation list videos like top 10 underrated or sci-fi movies or top five, top five Netflix? Yeah, I've thought about it. But those to me, I just uh, I've never really enjoyed them. I've never really enjoyed doing them. They're not really my cup of tea. Not really my cup of tea. Super says, there's one I think it's going to flop. It's the Marvels. I agree. Making a movie where two-thirds of the cast were introduced on Disney Plus shows is dumb. Nobody likes them. Shouldn't it account spire after a while when the person is gone? Says awesome one. Again, I need some context to that. Context. Just moved to New York. I hear they're starting Soylent Green soon. Summer did go by fast, Soul Assassin. That is indeed true. Harwick says, did you see the Carmen Diego? Er, I mean, National Treasure trailer. Yes. And, ugh. It's again, it's becoming so predictable now. It's becoming so predictable. It's like, wait a minute, you're going to change the main character to be a strong female, to be a strong whammon? Dane Galang, thanks for tagging. Uh, How's being a teacher in this time and day for you? Had it changed since you started on how you feel? No, I mean, it's something where I've been very lucky. I've been shielded being in the private Catholic school system. I mean, there's other issues that have popped up, more so from a faith perspective and the bureaucracy standpoint. But luckily, when it comes to like identity politics and stuff like that, there hasn't been the the most egregious overstep that's happened so far was that they were going to actually implement vax mandates or you would have to subject yourself to weekly testing, etc. And luckily, because of the Supreme Court, we never actually had to go down that route, but they were starting to. And let's just say there were many of us 
that had a lot of problems with it. And so we were very happy that we didn't have to end up actually fighting it. But we were preparing. We were getting a lot of our documents ready. We were getting a letter ready and everything. Um, so, uh, you know, that's the only that's the only thing so far. My last time as a member, I'm uh, my last time as a member, says General Wingster. I'm spanning emotes. Why is it your last time as a member, bro? Come on, bruh. Jess Pena, thoughts on MonsterVerse? Is that like the Universal MonsterVerse? It had potential, but ugh, it did not deliver. <laughs> Laura says, when Odin paused, I thought my stream had frozen. <laughs> uh, Berenstain or Berenstein? It's the bear. It's the Berenstein Bears, correct? David L says, despecialized or bust. Yeah, well, I will say there is there is a different version, right? Because there's the Harmies the Specialized, which is its own amazing thing. But now there's also the Project 4Ks, which I think are as good and in certain ways better. Soul Assassin still has the VHS tapes. Good on you. The Christopher Walken version of Goodnight Moon as seen on The Simpsons. I did not know that was a thing. I am going to want to look that up now because that sounds phenomenal. Agree. Daredevil was a fantastic show, and it sucks that they're going to reboot it. Forever Sci-Fi thought Age of S.H.I.E.L.D. tied into Marvel movies, especially Winter Soldier. They even had Lady Sif show up. Lady Sif showed up, but then that never came to anything. And as I said, the show connected to certain things, but then the show itself, again, they did that specifically to try and get the show off the ground. But then nothing from the show went backwards. It never went back the other direction. So to say that it's, and I don't even remember, I don't, I honestly do not think they ever even announced that this show is a part of phase five, right? Very different from what you have in the announcement that we just went through. And also from all the previous Disney plus shows where they made it very clear, this is a part of X phase, you know, or sci-fi ironic to have a movie called national treasure and have a focus on illegal immigration. Yep. To say the very least. Uh, Berenstain Bears, they're not real bears like me. Ah, yes, of course. Of course. That reminds me, got to use some emotes before my gift expires. Trump and yes are my favorites. There's some pretty good ones there. Not a lot of people, uh, not a lot of people uses it. Not a lot of people use them, but they are indeed a lot of fun. All right, so that is going to be it for me tonight, everybody. So I just want to thank you all for being here. Uh, looks like the stream went through swimmingly, so let me know um, as y'all are leaving if the audio and video stayed in sync um, versus what it used to be. Chef Nick Nero coming in with a $10 super chat. Thank you very much, good sir. Uh, no comment there, but hey, I appreciate you being here nonetheless. But anyway, seriously, though, this has been a lot of fun. Tomorrow morning, Good Morning Asgard stream once again. Thursday morning, we'll have our last of... Actually, tomorrow morning is the last of the Good Morning Asgard podcast. The next morning, we will have the last of our uh, OMB Report live stream. So uh, I know someone had mentioned me liking when I talk about uh, my Catholic faith. And so I imagine that that will come up during the stream. And of course you can bring up questions in the stream as well. We'll talk about tons of stuff in and going through the very best of our ability. Um, by the way, uh, the reason why, okay, JS Penny, the reason why is because I don't know other than a very small, but committed group of people who actually care about the monster verse. 
the Godzilla films have not been good. And I know that there are people out here, out there in the chat right now who swear by these Godzilla films. But I'm sorry, Godzilla vs. Kong was trash and I have no desire whatsoever for any of those films to continue. They are massive, bloated messes, CGI fest, artificial looking nonsense with really, really bad, with really, really bad human story focus instead. But with all that being said, Tina is saying, I'm going to conjure him up and he's going to stomp Chattanooga. Okay. Good luck with that. He's not real. But that's all right. That's all right. Much love to, much love to Tina and Steph, my Valkyrie, for being here, for, for modding and for being amazing. Uh, but made more money than, the, than Denise Dune. Oh, oh, I still, I still don't know. I don't remember if it even made money, though, because I think it cost. I think it may have cost more. But regardless of that, that is an argument for another day. Uh, thank you again for being here, everybody. You have been all amazing and beautiful people. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of your evening. And as always, God bless. And now for a huge special shout out to my July Patreon subscribe star and locals members at the keeper of the Bifrost level and above. First, starting off with Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Chris from the 80s, who you can check out over on YouTube. Garrett Searles, Hymir Ari Hymason, Jeff Toon, Joe Horn, Jonathan Carney, Laura, the modern major general story, Father Luca Illick. Orange Hat Reviews, who you can also check out over on uh, his YouTube channel as well. Congrats on recently getting to 1,000 subscribers. Rosetta Allen, who you can also find on YouTube as well. Stan Andrian and Miss Martin Muses, who also has her own YouTube channel. Thank you all very much for supporting me over on the uh, platform of Patreon. We also have my subscribe star members, Matt317, Stormtracker, The R, Fast Reaction, John B, Mr. Roy, Glinzer, J. Alice McCarthy Jr., shout out to you, good sir, and continue that awesome recovery that you are doing. Dean Heiss, uh, J-Rod, the beer guru, and Man. Man, you can find out over and follow him on Twitter as well. And we also have my Locals members. We have, uh, of course, the lovely and amazing Minnesota hockey fan. How about a hockey player? UAB Mad, jo- <laughs> Mad, Jog. UAB Mad Dog, Mike Jackson for the win, and Robert Barnes, as well as Brett D90. Thank you very much. And my last support, of course, is the amazing Tina B, Empress of the Universe, one of my mods on the channel. Check out her new show with my other Valkyrie, Stephanie B, on her channel, Tina B's channel, uh, which is called Soup to Nuts. Go check that out because it is pretty awesome and fun content. Anyway, that is going to be it for all of my Keeper of the Bifrost level members and above. If you want your name shout out at the end of every video and live stream, please make sure that you check out the top link of the video description. It is w.lo the willow link as i like to call it and you can find my patreon subscribe star etc where you can get not only shout outs but also access to an exclusive podcast that i do with john the flick pick flickinger every single month and also access to giveaways of blu-rays 4ks etc all that good stuff check that out in the video description you guys are all amazing and beautiful people hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day and as always god bless